0: You are listening to the Super Mom Is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host Tori Henderson, and this is episode 120. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com/slash-one-two-zero. Welcome to the Super Mom Is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Supermoms. Happy spring. Can you feel it? Spring is in the air. It's getting warmer. We've got the flowers popping up out of the ground. Everything's green and in bloom, and the Clocks are changing, for better or for worse, right? Because this is the spring forward where you actually get less sleep, not to the best. But it's a nice time of year. And I have to tell you, this has been a very balanced week for me. You know, sometimes you are teetering one direction or the other. And this week, I've noticed that I feel most days are balance, like just the right amount of work, the right amount of fun, the right amount of parenting, the right amount of chores, I guess. So you got to celebrate it when it happens, because it's always a constant adjusting, right, of trying to find the balance. So we're going to talk a little bit about balance today, because today's question comes from Kelly. And she is feeling sad. She wanted some help with feeling sad over getting over the feeling of loss for her little kids. Kelly writes, I miss them being small, loving, and playful, always wanting me to be with them. I had so much fun when they were little, playing outside, doing crafts, even just hanging out at home, watching movies. Now that I have a teen and a tween, I feel like they don't want or need me around. They would rather be with their friends, which I know is normal, and I'm happy that they're enjoying activities, school, and friends, but I miss my time with them so much. I'm not sure how to fit into their lives right now. I know they are just growing up like they should be doing, and don't get me wrong, I'm very proud of them and how independent they have become, but I would love to have them run up and ask me for a hug or grab my hand and ask me to play a game one more time." The other day, my almost 13-year-old was at school and sent me a text that he forgot his basketball bag for practice after school. I work from home, so I said I could drop it off at lunch hour. I gathered up everything he would need, put it in his bag, and dropped it off at school. Afterwards, I felt so happy and useful. Does that sound crazy? Oh, Kelly, it does not sound crazy at all. It is so nice to be Needed. It feels good to be useful and to do mothering things. So I think a lot of moms can relate because it was a huge part of our lives for so many years to be needed and valued on a daily basis and wanted people wanted us to be around. You know, so it's a strange transition to not. I do think it's ironic because I was trying to decide between answering this question for the podcast. Or two other topics for today, which listen to these other titles, which will be coming soon in the future. If this does not sound familiar to you, if you're not in Kelly's shoes, you might be in these shoes. The other two topics I was considering for today was, I'm not cut out for servitude, and no matter how much I give, they still want more. So the contrast between a mom who is giving and giving and giving so much that she feels like a servant. To Kelly, who's here saying, it felt so good to be needed again and to serve them, is I think gives some hope, and it's kind of nice for other moms who are still swimming in servitude, that they might actually miss this someday, these constant demands, that they might actually long for it. There is a movie on Netflix called Otherhood about three moms whose kids have grown up and moved out this movie describes otherhood, or motherhood as a long, slow breakup. To quote the movie, that sinking feeling that you are being broken up with on a gradual but daily basis. That's kind of what it's like to have kids and raise them through the... Ch- Child years into the teen and tween years. It feels like a long, slow breakup. And you're still living with them as they're breaking up with you. (laughs) So it is really painful to go from a very loving and intense relationship where you're super bonded and enmeshed, spending all your time together, to then slowly being made redundant. Not fired, just demoted. Like you're still needed. You just need to be a chauffeur and a cook and in a, a chef and a house cleaner, you just sort of get demoted where you're not getting the warm fuzzies and the loving things that made it worthwhile. You know, your kids become more responsible and independent and your role in their lives diminishes. We go from playing the leading role, the star of the show, to the supporting lead, to the bit player, or worse, the antagonist during these teen years. So it can absolutely be difficult and sad. The first thing to become aware of is the difference between clean pain and dirty pain. So clean pain, it feels pure and appropriate for the situation. If you have a miscarriage, there's some healthy, healing, clean grief to experience with that loss. As the tears flow, we acknowledge the loss, the heaviness of it, let go of the dreams that we had for this child's future that will never come to be, right? there's It just sort of feels healthy in a way when you have clean pain or clean grief. The dirty pain comes in when we think thoughts that are not helpful, like bad things always happen to me, God is punishing me for drinking that beer that one day, You know, our thoughts can perpetuate sadness, making it last forever, and actually keeping us from releasing the sadness, moving on and moving forward. So clean grief helps us move forward. Dirty grief keeps us stuck in wishing things were different than they are. So every emotion has a purpose, and the purpose of sadness is to help us identify something we're ready to let go of. So Kelly might say to me that she is not ready to let go of her little kids, that she wants them to be young again. But if you are like Kelly and you're wanting to kind of cling on to the past, I want you to notice how those thoughts make you feel. I wish they were little again, but they aren't and they never will be. And so when we long for something that's impossible to have, we suffer unnecessarily. So what we want to do is examine which aspects of the past are you ready to let go of, say goodbye to, and which aspects do you want to bring forward with you into your present and your future? So for all those moms out there who are feeling sad about letting go of the past, I want you to grab your tissue box and we're going to practice letting go of the past right now. I'm going to walk you through a little Letting go exercise. So, I want you to sit back in your chair, get comfortable. If you're out walking the dog, you find a park bench to sit on, or just stop and stand in the sun for a minute. And I want you to take a deep breath in and exhale with each of these sentences. I say goodbye to the child who always wanted me with them. I say goodbye to being your number one favorite person. I say goodbye to playing games with you whenever I wanted. I say goodbye to managing your calendar and choosing your friends. I say goodbye to managing your schoolwork. I say goodbye to being able to hug you whenever I wanted. I say goodbye to holding your hand. I say goodbye to doing arts and crafts with you. So I tried to pick some things that would be a clean grief for Kelly. Things that maybe she's ready to let go of. But... If she isn't, if you're listening to these and you're like, no, I don't want to let go of that, notice that clinging and we want to pay attention to that, okay? So like, what are the aspects of your little children that you're not wanting to let go of? Because my hunch is you're ready to let go of making lunches every day (laughs) and letting them take over that. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you still enjoy making them lunches but it was easy to let go of things like diaper changes, right? It's not all bad. But we want to pay attention to what gets in your way from letting go. So let's move on to our life coaching answer. That's our parent educator answer. Here's our life coaching answer. What gets in our way when we're wanting to let go of something, but we feel that resistance, we cling on. Well, I believe that our higher self is actually trying to get our attention when we try to let go of something that's good for us. So when you're trying to let go of something, but there's an element to it that is important for you to bring forward, then you're going to feel resistance. You don't want to let it go, okay? Because it's important to you, to your spirit. If you don't want to let go of doing arts and crafts with your kids, it may be because your spirit craves more artistic, creative time. Or maybe you love teaching young children to create things with their hands and you don't want to stop doing that. That's something you'd like to carry forward with you into your future. You want to take a deeper dive into what exactly you do not want to let go of. So the best way I've found to figure this out is the question that Bev Barnes asked me in episode 101. We were talking about how to figure out what your soul's calling is. And she asked me, when she was coaching me on the podcast, what aspect of parenting your children are you most proud of? For some reason, this question helps illuminate a part of our essence. So you can't be like, well, I'm proud of my children. (laughs) You know, I'm proud of the grownups are turning into beat." No, no, this is about you. Like, what aspect of you, when you were a parent to your children, are you most proud of? And so when she was asking me this, to my surprise, like I didn't know this was coming, I said that the thing I was most proud of was the parties that I hosted throughout the years. The birthday parties, the game nights, the backyard barbecues. And so Bev pointed out to me that creating in-person events and experiences for others was an important part of me feeling like me. And so if I could not let go but carry forward the party planning, event planning experience into my future, then it would be easier for me to let go of my young children who don't want me to do that for them anymore. So when letting go of your young kids, it's important not to let go of the parts of ourselves that we loved the most. So I asked another client what she was most proud of during her time as mom, and she talked about how confident and sure of herself she was in her parenting decisions and the choices that she made. She felt so attuned to her child and so proud and confident that she was making good choices even when their family and friends disagreed. She felt very sure of herself. Of course, she doesn't want to let go of feeling confident and self assured. She felt like the best version of herself back then when her son was little. Her higher self doesn't want to grieve the loss of the best time of her life, right? It wants her to learn how to be the best, most confident version of herself now and into the future. So I asked Kelly what she was most proud of when the kids were little, and she said balance. She said, when the kids were little, I worked hard at balancing my full time office job, parenting, time for myself, time with my husband, and time with my friends. We had a good structure and it worked. As the kids grew, my time with the kids is less because they no longer need me at each event, right? You do a lot more drop offs. Oh, I remember being so sad when we drop a kid off for a birthday party or some kind of social event. And you wouldn't go into the house anymore to see the adults, that you would just sit in your car and text your kid like, I'm here. And it felt so strange to me. I wanted those moms to come into my house and socialize with me. And they just sat in their car and texted their kid. And uh, it was a sad transition for me, for sure. And so, As for Kelly, she's talking about that they didn't need her at each event like that. So she spent more time sitting in the car than anything else. They have so many things going on that my husband and I are in separate places and we have less time together. So we're usually split up between kids. My friends are in the same boat. They're too busy to get away for some adult time. So... It kind of makes sense. She doesn't want to let go of the little kids because she felt so much more balanced then. So of course she doesn't want to let go of being balanced, right? There are two ways that our higher self tries to get our attention, yearning and discontent. Kelly is yearning for the younger kids because she feels discontent with her current life as a chauffeur, and she longs for the balanced life that she had back then that included time with her husband, time socializing with other adults, and quality, warm, fuzzy time with her kids. So once you realize what you're yearning for, then you can create it, right? Then it gets easier. We can't make kids smaller but you can create more balance. You can try to get more involved with the parents on the sidelines of the basketball games. If you're sitting in your car, you can use that time to reconnect with a friend that maybe you lost during COVID who's sitting in her car at her son's basketball game. You could ask another mom to go for a walk while the kids have practice, or maybe plan a team bonding event at your home for parents and kids or a meeting at the park or a pizza parlor or something like that. Like When you find yourself wanting to hold on the past, ask yourself what specifically you miss that you want to bring forward into the future, and then start taking steps to do that. Raising teens and tweens is a continuous process of letting go. By letting go, you make space for new and wonderful things to come in. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is assigning credit to others. It's pretty common to assign credit to others, especially for women. I think they do it a lot. Kelly thought that having little kids around made her feel balanced. But if that was true, then every mom would feel balanced while working full-time and raising little kids, right? She gave the credit to her life circumstance rather than owning that it was really she who created the work-life balance. I mean, she said, I worked really hard to do that. So when she recognizes that I worked really hard to create a balanced life, she could work really hard to do it again. But when we assign credit to others, like, well, I was successful at my job because I had a great boss and a supportive team. It sounds really nice, but it makes us a victim of our circumstance. Because in the future, if we don't have a great boss or a supportive team, then we feel powerless. We feel like we can't be successful. So it's better to own your part in your success by saying things like, I made the most of that supportive environment and used it to be successful in my job. So just be careful not to assign all the credit to others, to life circumstances. or like, oh, I'm just a good mom because I had an easy kid. Like, no, make sure you're giving yourself credit for the wonderful things that you did. If you think you can't be balanced because of the age of your children, then you're giving away your power to make the changes that your spirit is calling for. And let me warn you, if you ignore your spirit and you ignore the longing and discontent, it gets bigger and bigger and louder and louder. So you want to listen to the whispers and not wait for it to slap you upside the head. Today's Supermom Power Boost is to create a higher vision for yourself now and after the kids leave. I was never the mom to cry at graduations or milestone events in my kids' lives. But everyone knew which moms were. (laughs) Which moms do you pass tissues to? Like everyone would look over at this same handful of moms like, are they crying yet? You know, we kind of teased them a little bit, but it was so predictable. You knew those waterworks would be flowing as soon as it's some sort of culmination of the end of the school year or some sort of assembly or something. So of course, being me, I had to ask them, what are you thinking about that makes you so sad? Because it's clearly not what I'm thinking about. And very reliably, these sentimental moms would be thinking about the past, some element of the past how cute and nervous their kids were on the first day of school, what it felt like to hold their hand as they crossed the street. Uh, They would think about how much fun they had working with other parents on school projects and field trips and parties and how that's never going to be there again. There is nothing wrong with being sentimental. But if you are tired of feeling sad, try imagining a fun and exciting future. Now, I'm going to guess that it's easy for you to imagine your kids growing up having exciting new experiences, meeting new people, and having new adventures, but it might be harder to imagine yourself doing these things. So you might need to practice using your imagination to picture a fun and exciting future for you once the kids are grown and flown. So think about what's something that you loved doing before you had kids that you might like to rekindle. I used to love dancing. That was my favorite thing. I don't dance hardly at all anymore, especially not since having teens and tweens who were mortified to see their mom dance, right? So maybe I could try dancing again. I used to spend a lot of time with girlfriends. I love female friends. Giving up my female roommates was the hardest part with getting married for me. So being able to travel with girlfriends again and doing fun outings and adventures with them has been awesome. I've been doing way more of that since my son left for college. Uh, I used to spend a lot of time in nature. I used to love to be alone in nature. So if you start thinking about what did you love to do before you had kids, maybe there's some things you could bring forward. Now, Kelly's kid is probably going to start driving soon, and that's going to cut down her car time by about half. So what about when your kid starts driving? What would you like to do with your extra free time? You can use this time to start creating a vision for your future that you're excited about. What will be great about having your kids out of the house? What would you like your relationship with your adult kids to look like? I mean, you can do this while you're driving them around, while you're sitting in a car and start planning for the extra time that you're going to have. So to give you some inspiration, I asked my Facebook folks to tell me what are some of the things they enjoy doing with their adult children that they didn't do much of when they were younger? So here are some answers and ideas to get you started on imagining a fun life with your adult children that might be just as fun and nurturing and wonderful as the life you had when they were younger. Biking, rollerblading, golfing, kayaking, paddleboarding, skiing, all those kinds of activities they still get to enjoy with their adult children. Beauty and shopping days in the city. Cooking, eating, and game nights. I enjoy beer and wine tasting with my adult son, which is something I did not do with him when he was living at home. Uh, Traveling together and going to concerts together, camping, hiking, boating. There's so many things that you can enjoy with your adult kids. Once the busyness of high school and all those activities start to calm down, you actually can have more time, more quality time. So you can enjoy these teen and tween years by letting go of the past, bringing forward the things that are most important to you that you don't want to let go of, like balance and figuring out how to create a a balanced life now, while also visioning a future that is fun and exciting for you. Today's quote of the day, you cannot explore new oceans unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. Andre Guy. Thank you so much, Super Moms, for listening today. I will love you and leave you. Take care and happy spring. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends.